Ladies and gentlemen, you can't spell America without Erica, for this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. <laughs> Erica? Erica! <laughs> yes. Who is this Erica? She's in Stranger Things Season 3. Oh, of course. Yes. The thing that everybody's been binging this week. Yes. It's so good. Stay tuned for more on that because cue the music! I don't know what we're yelling about! We came, we saw, we kicked its ass! Doc, are you telling me you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Morning conversation anyway. Loud noises! Hello! Hello! Hi, everybody. I'm a Kendall Richardson. I'm a Fulia Kantarabaja. Welcome to a podcast called Fred. The ladies' edition. The ladies' edition. <laughs> Ain't no men around her. Um, yes. We are man-free and it's wonderful. Yes. It's, it's a monthly takeover episode again. As usual. As these happen. More and more it happens, often. Yeah. It's great. Because, you know, as Wayne would say, we work hard for the money. We do. Uh, <laughs> Fulia. Fulia, Fulia. Yes. Darling Fulia, how, yes. how has your week been? My week has been somewhat busy. I've had a lot going on. Um, I, you know, working at Channel 31 as usual. I've been filming a couple of different filmings. Yeah. A couple of different shoots. So I had my shoot with, um, with my uh, modeling agency uh, before I had to go to work. And that was really interesting and a lot of fun. Mm. It was, and it was very different for me because I wasn't behind the camera this time. I was in front of it. Yeah, so, girl. <laughs> so that was that was quite interesting. A few yeah. different wardrobe changes. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was it was fun. Awesome. And, it, and the venue that they chose was amazing. It was just like color and you know different sort of art and graffiti art and these different type of rooms. They have a Versace room. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh, that's yeah. fancy. It's very fancy. Oh wow! <laughs> we we filmed in one of them. Oh, and I'm gonna be in that particular clip. Yes, <laughs> amazing. Yes, that's exciting. Um, uh, we've been doing some filming for an undisclosed project for the future. Yes, in the Fred the Alien Productions. Yes. Uh, and you were there. <laughs> yes, I, I was, was there. there. Yes. And Master Hunting was there. Yes. <laughs> yes, it was the dynamic trio. Um, yes. Yes, on uh, during the week filming some fun stuff, yes. which I am excited and nervous about. But we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how it turns out. Yes, I'm, yes. I'm mostly excited. It was yes. a lot of fun. Um, we had a really good time. Exactly, but uh, we won't be able to talk about it for a while now. No, no, no. Um, That's until, all we can say. Yes, until it is all confirmed and in the can and ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, what else? I've been doing some editing. For a certain show that we yeah. filmed in January during midsummer. Oh, yes. Um, with the lovely Wayne. Wayne! Um, he came over to help me edit the video, help me sort of direct it in the way that he wants it to look, because it is his baby. Um, so we have to make it look good. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yes. Nothing but the best. Yes, exactly. So um, final touches yet to be made, but... It's pretty much almost done and oh, almost ready to go. That's so exciting. Yes. yes, so that'll be that won't be released till September. Okay. Um, which is not that far away. It's only a couple months away now. Woo! So <laughs> we've got time. Things to look forward to. <laughs> 
And I had my uh, second last um, beer league match uh, on Friday. Didn't go so well. No. <laughs> we had more players and they still won. <laughs> Bastards. So, th- so they picked they because they were they were low on numbers. So they had they needed a couple of extra people. Yep. Um, which means they recruited a couple of extra um, players from a from different from a different team. Wow. And I believe they would have been um, players from that are maybe one level higher than us. So they had some like good players on their well, team that's, unfortunately that's shit nah rematch <laughs> well the other rigged. thing was rigged the, the other thing was we were lucky the last time we actually uh, versed them because that particular team we bet them by one goal and that goal was made in the last few seconds oh. so it was a tight game so yeah. they're actually not that bad okay right they're actually pretty good but in saying that this time around because they knew the battle they had to go through with us the last time mm-hmm. they've upped their game a bit yeah so they and they won three one so Boo. <laughs> at least we got one goal we got that's, one goal. that's something no no shout outs for the wolves <laughs> and then i worked at amy park during the melbourne storm and cronulla sharks rugby match nice yes and got to go out onto the field uh, for a special presentation for a certain Melbourne Storms player named Cameron Smith, who played his 400th game. That's insane. Yes. That's a lot. 400 games, my gosh. <laughs> that's a lot. Congratulations to him. Yes, very much congratulations. And that's been my week. <laughs> How awesome. about you, Kendall? How's your week been? How's my week been? Well, it's officially the last week of my holidays. No. So I'm back to work this oh. week, which is, I mean, on one hand, exciting because, um, you know, I'm looking forward to catching up with my JB crew um, when I get back to work. Um, but yeah, uh, missing holidays is going to, I'm going to have holiday itis for a few days, Yeah, which sucks, but you know, it's, it's the way it works, the way it goes. You got to yeah. earn, earn them dollars, right? Yep. That's it. So I can go on another holiday. Exactly. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, all week I've really, what have I done? Um, yeah, no, I, I took my best friend and her partner to the, uh, I was, why did I, I was going to say bathroom. That's not... <laughs> It's not appropriate. No, I took them to the, the airport um, on Monday because they've, they've gone, or Tuesday? Tuesday. Tuesday morning. Went to the airport, um, which was hilarious because, you know, I was there like three days before that coming home. Um, <laughs> you missed the airport that much. I, I had to, I just, you know, it's having withdrawals, man. Someone who's scared of flying, I had with, no, it doesn't make sense. No. Um, but no, I, yeah, I took them to the airport and I'm picking them up next week. Oh, cool. We're in the Gold Coast right now. Oh, very nice. Enjoying some sunny weather and. Much needed <clears throat> sunny weather. And having a ball, yeah. Um, so that's awesome. Um, and then, yeah, Wednesday was the filming day. Mm-hmm. And then since then, I've, I've been a hermit in my little apartment. I have, I've gone outside like twice. In the past <laughs> three or four days, which is fine because I never do that. Usually, I'm always busy. If yeah. it's not, if it's work, it's if it's not work, it's Fred. If it's not Fred, it's socialising, catching up with people. Yeah. I did go. I did go to the movies with Christina. Hello, yeah. Christina. On Thursday, so I've got a quickie review. Um, yep. For that, 
coming up later on. Um, and then, yeah, I've just basically been at home binging TV shows and catching up on everything I missed in the month I've been away. And there was a lot of shows, a lot of shows, but I'm only going to review one of them <laughs> because it's the one that everyone's talking about. Exactly. Yes. Um, but I, yeah, I'm up to date on Big Little Lies and The Handmaid's Tale, um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, what else did I watch? Um, yeah, no, I, I just finished today Chernobyl. I watched all five episodes, mm-hmm. started last night, finished it this morning. Yep. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know the extent of how bad, <clears throat> uh, bad the accident actually was. Okay. And the series really just doesn't hold back from showing you the, the horrors of what happened. Wow. Um, in 1986 when the reactor core exploded at a nuclear power plant Yikes. in Russia. Uh, tragic beyond words. Um, there was actually one episode where I was sobbing, crying, because I'm just going to put a PSA for those who haven't watched Chernobyl. I know a lot of people out there listening probably have watched Chernobyl already. But episode five, sorry, episode four, there are scenes where uh, uh, animals get killed. Oh like shot point blank because they're contaminated with radiation and to stop the spread of the radiation, they might, they need to be put down and they're just shooting them. Oh, and they don't, they, 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 at first they're really like classy about it. They don't show. Yeah. They don't show the animals actually getting shot. Yeah. But you see them, you know, and then when you go, you think to yourself, this is a real thing that happened. I just, I broke down. Uh, I can't hand I can't handle animals and and animals and children dying on t- on TV. I can't do it. Wow. And I yeah I didn't know it was coming and then it happened and then I was just I was literally there's a blanket on the couch. I was hiding behind the blanket oh. for a good ten minutes. I couldn't do it. Wow. I nearly I nearly fast forwarded through through it. And I love horror movies. Nice. I like I, I'd rather watch a human get their skull split open than watch this because <laughs> like just yeah anyway so that's that's the thing that really gets you. That is. That's yeah. that's my limit. Yeah. Animals being killed, tortured, hurt. Yeah. Any no, of that. Yeah. Any of that stuff. Um, so yeah, just a public <laughs> service announcement there for anyone who's like me. Um, but nevertheless, freaking amazing show. Yeah. I would recommend a lot of people watch it. Okay. Very educational. Very confronting, but very important. Mm-hmm. Um, and well done. Like production wise, impressive. Awesome. Very impressive. Um, yes, so that's been me for the, the last week. Yeah, because I was going to say, um, like, having having a holiday from your holiday is always a good thing to have, especially if you've just come back from, you know, doing so many things on your <laughs> yeah. holiday that all you need to do is just be at home mm-hmm. and just be lazy. Yeah, no, I needed the rest. For a couple of days. And and just, yeah. yeah, you're right. I really needed the rest because I was doing... No, I was non-stop for two weeks straight, you know, yeah. doing stuff every single day. And I don't regret any of it, of course. No. It was the best time of my life. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's nice to come back and kind of the jet lag's all gone and I have a regular sleeping pattern back. Yay. And I'm actually sleeping really well. Like I'm getting like eight or nine hours a oh, night good, good. the last few nights. So that's been, that's been really good. I'm back on top of things. Except now I just have this cough that won't go away. So that's fun. <laughs> but I digress. Shall we? Yes. Head on into the week that was in the nerdy news. Yes. Let's do that right now. Hey. 
This is the news in nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most s, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. Okay, nerdy news time. Um, and I am really sorry to bring the mood down again. I have to talk about some really sad um, news items to start the show because mm. very unfortunately uh, a lot of people uh, left this earth the past week in the nerdy slash celebrity Hollywood world and, and I just I don't even know how to kind of wrap my head around that um, but um, here we go mm-hmm. I'm just going to read all of these wonderful people and animal name out and we'll go from there okay so in memoriam um, Rip Torn, uh, age 88, most known for his roles in Men in Black, Dodgeball, and The Larry Sanders Show. Uh, Cameron Boyce, aged only 20. He was uh, one of the stars of The Descendants, and he was also in Grown Ups 1 and 2. Denise Nickerson, age 62, uh, was Violet Beauregard in the original Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Um, Stephanie Nisnik, age 52, uh, was amongst the cast of Everwood and the Star Trek film Star Trek Insurrection. Eddie Jones was age 84. He played Jonathan Kent in Lois and Clark, The Adventures of Superman, and also had a role in the Tom Hanks movie The Terminal. And lastly, beloved Stuart the Corgi, um, who was 13, uh, played the well mostly played cheddar in Brooklyn Nine-Nine so I'm very sad by all of this we're all very sad yes um may they all rest in peace and thank you so much for all of your beautiful contributions to the world of entertainment we thank you okay so moving into some happier news happier news now okay um but slightly not happier news if you're a Marvel fan um Millie Bobby Brown, Eleven herself from Stranger Things, has denied being cast in Marvel's upcoming film, The Eternals, saying, Okay, guys, this is the problem. Everybody thinks that I'm going to be in a Marvel movie. Not that I know of. My family and I have no idea. So I just want to let everybody know that I'm not, as of right now. Right. So, yes, there's a lot to unpack Uh with that. Um... But uh, the rumours were suggesting she was going to be in the film, but she has seemingly said otherwise. But it's Marvel, so who knows? Yep. Anything is possible. <laughs> Anything is possible. This could be a ruse. You We're don't know. Really. Really could be a ruse. <laughs> I'm, so I'm not going to take anything at face value until the movie comes out. Exactly. I'm going to take everything at face value. That's what I mean. (laughs) I said the wrong thing. It's okay. All right. Moving on to some DC news. We've got some comic book news. This is pretty exciting. Uh, Horror legend John Carpenter and uh, Anthony Birch, who wrote a bunch of the Borderlands video games. Okay. um, Are teaming up to write a Joker comic one shot entitled Joker Year of the Villain. Um, number one, I should say. Joker, you're the villain, number one, releasing on the 6th of October this year. Um, the premise of this one shot is thusly. Uh, now a human alien hybrid Lex Luthor has made his appeal to the world, asking its citizens to embrace doom and give in once and for all to evil, humanity's true nature. 
In exchange, he will grant them the tools to ascend to their ultimate selves. While some DC villains and heroes are willing to hear what Apex Lex has to offer, the Clown Prince of Crime isn't going to wait around until Lex gets to him. This puts the Joker on a mission to get his swagger back in a world gone bad by outbadding everyone else, proving that the greatest evil is always the one that leaves them laughing. Mm. Interesting stuff. Um, yes, so Anthony and John have both worked together before on a um, Big Trouble Little China comic. Um, so they're reuniting for this for DC. So that's going to be really exciting. Oh, cool. Some things to look forward to for DC comic book fans. Amazing. Um, Star Wars news. Interesting announcement this week from StarWars.com. Uh, we got our first look at the Sith Trooper. So red. It's yes. It's all red. <laughs> it's all red. So it's basically the same color as the Praetorian Guards from the Last Jedi. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of m- muddy crimson red, if you will. Blood. Blood crimson, even if you want, if you will as well. So a, a friend, a friend of mine said that it's literally to just. Actually, no. I think it might have been Mike that said it was. This, my, I know what you're going to say. That that it's so that the the blood doesn't show. I'm, <laughs> so they can't see bleed. No, I'm pretty sure that's Mike being Mike. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not being legit. Um, yeah. So that's that's interesting. Sith troopers. Yeah, that's going to be so weird seeing red troopers instead of white. Yeah, yeah. So weird. Don't know exactly what the context of said Sith troopers are, but they must be working with. Kylo Ren mm. um, as he attempts to snuff out the resistance. So, yeah. Yeah. We'll find out in December. <gasps> or, you know, maybe we'll find out more at Comic-Con next week. So. Well, yeah, that too. There's also that. They're revealing, I think they're revealing them like on stage or something. They'll be doing it. Yeah, they'll be doing a huge Star Wars thing, yeah. I, I imagine. It's the, la- sure. it's the last film of the Skywalker saga. Yeah. There's going to be some hype coming next week. Um, okay, we've got a bunch of horror Related news, so I apologise to Fulia for this. <laughs> it would have been so good to have Wayne on to discuss this with, but that's okay. Fulia's here. I'm Yay. here. <laughs> it's not. I'm not going to scare you with what I'm about no, to say. No, I know, I know. Don't worry. I've been scared enough this week. Yes, you have. <laughs> oh, my God. We'll talk about that later. Yes, we will. <laughs> okay, so starting with um, more news in regards to Chris Rock's Saw reboot. Um, Samuel L. Jackson has been added to the cast as Chris Rock's father. Of course he is. Um, and Chris Rock is playing a detective um, who's trying to solve all of the, you know, the weird deaths and everything that's going on, I'm guessing. Okay. Yeah, they haven't really said much, too much more about the Saw film yep. that's coming out next year, uh, October 2020. Um, but yeah, it's going to be cool to see Samuel L. Jackson in a Saw movie. Um I hope he doesn't die. <laughs> but he probably will. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's sore. Um, okay. Halloween news. Um, director of the recent rebooted uh, Halloween franchise that was a direct sequel to, again, John Carpenter, uh, his 1978 film, Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, David Gordon Green looks like he may be returning to direct the follow-ups, mm-hmm. which um, are rumoured at this point to be uh, two sequels being shot back-to-back and released in the same month 
next ah, year. Okay. So there is a chance, uh, Halloween fans, we're going to be getting two Halloween films, number two and number three, both in October next year. Okay. So you're getting Saw and two Halloween films. So that's What a wonderful month to avoid. Oh. The cinema. <laughs> No, no, it's, I'm going to live For there. me. I'm going to move in. It's going to be great. What are you talking about? Um, so that's pretty exciting. Not confirmed, of course, but um, it's looking pretty likey. Likey? That's a word. It's looking pretty likely um, because pr- uh, producer Jason Blum really wants um, him to direct, uh, to return to the director's chair. Okay. Considering the success of the, of the reboot from last year. Yep. So we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um... Some horror TV news now. Uh, It was announced earlier this week that Sarah Paulson will not be returning um, to American Horror Story for the upcoming season nine, which is called AHS 1984. And it's set in like a, looks like it's set in a summer camp with, you know, a slasher kind of theme going on. Retro, really cool. Um, But this is going to be the first time her and Evan Peters both Actors have appeared in every single season of the show, and it's going to be the first season neither of them have been in the show. Mm. Um, so that's pretty crazy for American Horror Story fans. However, we did get the full cast announced during the week, thanks to creator Ryan Murphy. He posted this awesome video on Instagram introducing everybody um, with some cheesy 80s music and hairstyles to go along with it. It was great. Um, we have Emma Roberts, Billy Lord, Cody Fern, John Carroll Lynch, Leslie Grossman, and newcomers Matthew Morrison from Glee, Angelica Ross from Pose, Deron Horton from Dear White People, and Olympian slash freestyle skier Gus Kenworthy. All going to be in the cast getting murdered, most likely, by a serial killer. So... Okay. I'm excited to watch that. That's going to be fun. <laughs> you going to watch it with me, Fulia? No. Okay. <laughs> just check. <it. laughs> just, just thought I'd check. Oh, sure. Yeah. Because you know, my answer's going to change. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> no, I know. It's just fun to stir you. Uh, and lastly, in the horror world news, uh, Marilyn Manson has joined the cast of the upcoming remake of This Stand, uh, which is based on an epic Stephen King novel. Um, it was a mini series made in the nineties and now they're doing a modern version. Uh, another mini series. The cast already is made up of James Marsden, Amber Heard, Whoopi Goldberg, and Greg Kinnear. Uh, the plot is as follows. After the world is in ruins due to a man-made plague, a battle of literally biblical proportions ensues between the survivors. Right. So it sounds pretty epic. Um, <laughs> Pretty epic. The book is notoriously long, as is the miniseries, so um, you will see how how this remake goes. Mm. Yeah, Marilyn mm. Manson amongst the cast. Yep. Ex- interesting news. Interesting news. Yes. Um, okay, brighter news. Fulia. Yay! I don't know. I'm curious <laughs> to hear your thoughts on this, because the Flintstones are being rebooted as well, remade, um, but it's going to be an adult version. All animated um, and so an adult swim. No, no, adult, not adult swim. That's different. No, okay. it, it's just, it's going to be a, it's not going to be a kid's show. Right. Basically. Okay. So the humor and the content is going to be, you know, M, M and above, like rating. Right. It's going to be adult. But Flintstones. The Flintstones. Time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So they're doing, that's... and it's, yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. So we'll see. 
We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, interesting news. Um, but a kid's animated film, though, that is coming out that we're all excited for, we don't need it, but we're excited for, is Space Jam 2. Yay! Um, <laughs> it's not coming out for another year or two, but uh, they've just started filming and have announced that Don Cheadle himself will be joining the cast. Yay! It's very, ex- <laughs> very exciting. He's, he's pretty funny, though. He's great. He I really would be like awesome him. in this, I yeah. think. He has got very good comedic timing, so yes. I imagine, yeah, he's going to be... A lot of fun to watch on screen. Uh, exactly. With LeBron James. Yep. Um, so did, did they did they say that his character was like LeBron James's coach or his father? Or no, they haven't something? said. They haven't okay. said anything. Okay. I, look, I looked it up. I double checked. They have not said who Cheadle's character is going to be. Right. Not okay. Yet. Not yet. It'll be interesting to find out what it is. Yes. <laughs> Maybe he's the new coach. Yeah. For the, the the new Toon Squad, maybe. Who knows? The, new, the other Bill Murray. The other Bill Murray. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Bill Murray is my favourite thing about yeah. the original film, man. So the, good. The freaking best. Okay, moving on. Um, some Bond 25 news. Christoph Waltz will be returning as iconic villain Blofeld um, in Bond 25. That is currently filming. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting is a word that I keep using... Too much, but it is because, <laughs> because you know, uh, Rami Malek has already been confirmed to be the film's villain. So oh. how is Blofeld going to fit in? But uh, Spectre was the previous film mm. in the Bond franchise, so maybe this one is going to follow directly off that. I haven't seen Spectre yet, so I could be completely wrong with my assumptions here. But yeah, who knows? Hmm. Interesting cool. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens. Um, some more casting news for the upcoming Mortal Kombat movie. Um, that's, yeah, it's coming out. Uh, who's to say if it'll be any good? Hopefully. Um, uh, Indonesian actor Joe Taslim, uh, known for his roles in the Indonesian film The Raid and Star Trek Beyond. He's also a martial artist. Mm -hmm. Um, will be playing the iconic... Mortal Kombat character Sub-Zero Sub-Zero in the upcoming film um, this is the first casting announcement as well for Mortal Kombat so yes. stay tuned for more news yes um, we'll talk about that later we will talk about that yes. in a moment yes. Uh, yes we've got one last little thing we want to mention um, Nintendo this week unveiled their new console <laughs> Nintendo Switch Lite that was a that was a loaded laugh wasn't it? <laughs> Um, so it's a portable console. Uh, it will not work by you cannot connect it to a TV. It's nope. all it's all portable. Nope. Um, yep. However, the Joy-Con controllers from the original Switch are compatible, and um, a lot of the game, pretty much all of the games, are going to be compatible. Mm. Um, whether they're downloaded or cartridge form, mm-hmm. they will work with the Lite. Yes. So uh, the only thing is the only difference is. The controllers, the Joy-Con controllers, are attached to the screen. Oh yeah, you can't. The one, yeah, the controllers. You can't remove them. Yeah, the controllers on this are stuck. You can't. Yeah. You can't so it's, take it's them literally. Off. So this is this was Philip's reaction when I posted this news because he's been waiting to find out what it was, and his his um, his thoughts were confirmed <laughs> that to him it looks like a Wii U pad. Like the Wii U controller pad, literally yeah. just a little bit thinner and the screen's a bit bigger. That's literally, and it's just a 
like a 3DS that can go around with you. Yeah. Except it's just one flat console that you take with you. Mm -hmm. Which is what you can still do with the Switch right now. Yeah. So once it's charged, you can take it out of the dock, attach the Joy-Cons to it, and then you can go off and do the same thing. Yeah. But it's going to be a little bit lighter. Yes. And in this instance, you can't take the controllers off. No. They're permanently attached. No. But I think I did read that it's going to run a bit better because it, they Possibly. Don't, it doesn't have to worry about the connecting to the TV yeah, thing. That, there's, there's, there's a couple of features that worked with the Switch that aren't going to be yeah. on this, so that gives them room to that, improve things. I don't know. And the fact that the battery life might be a little bit better as well because it's supposed to be a portable device. Yeah. Um, so it'll last a bit longer. Yes, it will. Um, I'm <laughs> I just recently got a Switch like the actual original Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Um, and I'm loving it right now. Great. Um, I'm, I, I haven't actually used it as a portable device. It's always, it's, at the moment, it's just been attached to my TV. Yeah. And I've just been playing away with the controllers. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know whether I would end up taking it away with me as a portable device, but if I do end up you know, going on a holiday somewhere where, you know, long haul flight, I might want to use my yeah. console in that instance. You, you would be. Able then, to. I, then I take it with me. Yeah. But at this stage for me, it's just a console attached to the TV and it stays there. Yeah. Um, I have a 3DS that I barely play. Uh, and, and that just sits in my cupboard. I take it to conventions, but it's a waste of my, you know, efforts of taking it with me because I don't play it when I'm at conventions. Why do you take it to conventions? I don't know, because there might be a part of the day where I'm just going to be sitting around doing nothing, so... But, oh, okay. But then I forget that there's so much awesomeness happening, so... <laughs> so you just, yeah. Yeah, so it's just an extra weight that I have to take with me. Oh, no. Um, and then now you're going to have a light at some point that's going to probably weigh more. Oh, look, to be honest, I probably won't end up buying it myself. Yeah. Um, because I'm uh, the switch, well, is, the switch, the switch. yeah. The switch at the moment for me is good, um, and I've still got a 3ds that I can use, so meh, it's fine. Um, now going back to so because that's the, that was the last bit of news. Yes, and I wanted to say quickly too. It looks like they might be updating the the switch itself. Yes, I heard about that as well for future releases. Yes, yeah, So the actual proper console, the actual switch console that I already have. They're going to. Uh, maybe update the processing yeah. power. Yeah. Which, you know, you could have done that in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to do, upgrade yeah. it now. <laughs> After people have gone out and bought it. Um, now, going back to the Mortal Kombat film. Yes. There was a Mortal Kombat series that only lasted a few episodes. Yes. And I've watched it. Okay. And I actually enjoyed it. But because it just cut off at a certain point, you didn't actually get to see all the characters being introduced because each episode was a character introduction. Oh. Like their little backstory, if oh, you will. okay. And then it sort of brings you back to the present time to show what's going on, and it, that was like a good 50-minute episode. So they were building towards an overarching story. They were getting they were, there, but then yeah. it cut off at like maybe episode five or six. Right. And... Yeah, it just never continued. So I, w- I was a bit disappointed because I was actually enjoying it um, because I grew up playing Mortal Kombat as a kid. Yeah. Um, and I, I used to love it. And I used to play it against my um, my cousins who are mainly males. Yeah. So <laughs> they loved it when I came over to play Mortal Kombat. Yeah. So it'll be really cool to see this film. Yeah. You're excited? I'm 
I'm not excited, excited, but because I, I don't want to get my hopes up to find yeah. out that it's going to be, you know, Shit. a flop. Yeah. Um, but the fact that they're bringing in like proper martial artists into this type, in it's this, a good this sign. type of film, it's amazing. Mm. So I'm happy about that. Yes. All right. So I'm just going backwards in the. Yeah, just go back. Whatever um, you want to talk about. I'm we just going to go backwards we'll from, from last to first. Yeah. So the Flintstones. Adult animated series. Yes. yes. I used to love watching the the children's animated series when I was growing up, and yeah. it was it was a lot of fun to watch. I, I and I've seen the Flintstones movie with John Goodman. I loved that movie. That was as actually, a kid. and then the it was one, a lot of fun. yeah. So that and you know the Flintstones in Vegas, the Viva Rock Vegas. Yeah. I don't really remember much of that. I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So the Vegas one probably wasn't the best. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. Well, it didn't have any of the original cast from, no. the, from the first one. <laughs> but the first one Kiss of Death. was really good. The first one's great. I love yeah. it. Rick uh, Moranis is Barney as well. <laughs> yes. So great. Yeah. Such a good movie. Oh, my goodness. And Elizabeth Taylor's in it. Like, yeah. Queen. So good. So awesome. So I'm not sure how, how they're going to make it an adult animated series without it being an adult swim. No, what? You were getting confused. What's the difference? Well, no, just just adult as in in general, not 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 adult swim as in because adult swim is a like a category of its own. It is, it, it's like a channel basically, for okay. lack of a better term. I can't really describe it properly, but it's adult swim is like a subsection of like Cartoon Network kind of thing. Uh, it's like a time. It's like a thing where they just. Play. I I just made. I just thought Adult Swim was a genre of its own of just. No. Well, I mean, it could be because it it's all just really fucked up shit. Yeah. But no, it's right. It's a completely okay. It's its own kind of little, you know, after hours. So, but the thing, but thing. but I'm right in the sense that Adult Animated is going to be similar to a lot of those other shows. Well. So yeah, like Archer or it, like it could be yeah or like Family Guy or yeah. or American Dad or Bob's Burgers like or Futurama or Futurama even I mean Futurama kind of borders on you know child and adult yeah but, um you know has a lot of adult humor in it yeah yeah so it's kind of like that okay yeah it's not going to be Adult Swim it's a, it's just going to be an adult right kind of show yes like it's not going to be a kid aimed show. at the adults yes okay that's what I was saying. <laughs> Look, Listen. it takes me a little while to understand it, these things, okay? it does. You, yeah. I get it now. Okay, good. I get it. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm really happy for you. <laughs> I'm glad I could be of service. But yeah, that, that's gonna be, it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm curious to see what they're going to do. And mm. Elizabeth Banks is just throwing her name on everything these days. Yeah. Which is great because she's awesome. But um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, now I want to go all the way back up to the top. Yeah, and just oh, the Grim Reaper was busy this week. Yeah, so sad, mm. so very sad. Yeah. Um, Rip torn. Rip torn. Yeah, Zed in Men in Black. Zed. I'm trying to think. He's the boss. Ah, oh, right, right, right. Yes. He was also what's his the coach in Dodgeball. Yes, yeah, Patches O'Hulahan. The one in the wheelchair? Yeah. Yes. You can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> yeah, yes, that was him. Yep. Yes, yes. Two of his most iconic roles. Roles, yeah. Um, but yeah, he was a big pl- main, well, one of the main cast on the Larry Sanders show, which is a TV show that kind of spoofed uh, late night TV um, ah. and had um, 
uh, Gary Shandling, who also passed away a couple of years ago now. He was the lead in okay. that. Um, yeah. I don't think it, that show ever really made it big here in Australia, but it was pretty big in America. So. Yeah. 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 Mm. Um, but yeah, sad about Rip Torn. Yeah. Cameron Boyce. Cameron Boyce. That, the internet went nuts for him, and understandably so, because he's so young. Yeah. Most importantly, but yeah, like, just suddenly... Out of nowhere, you know. Was he one of, was he one of the kids of Adam Sandler's like? Kids? Yeah, yeah, shit, yeah, yeah. He, I think he was actually Adam Sandler's, one of his actual kids in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. Yeah, not one of the other um, actors, but it was his. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, he was, and he was in both. My of them. gosh. Yeah, very young. Um, was, he he would have done a lot of Disney stuff too. He is in a bunch of Disney stuff apart from Descendants, but um. Yeah, Descendants was his big thing. And, yeah. then, and then number three was just about to come out. He played um, Carlos. I think he was Cruella de Vil's son. Oh, okay. Yeah, or grandson or however they work it in those yeah. those movies. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and just really sad because everyone just seemed to be going on about how kind he was and how talented he was. Yeah. And so that was very – kind of I didn't know him at all and know his work. I've never – I mean, I would, I watched Grown Ups, but I that would have been years ago. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just – just to see all that is just very, very sad. Mm. You know, someone who seemed to have such a huge and positive life to come just yeah. taken – too that soon. Sucks. It is very, very sad. Yeah. Denise Nickerson. Yeah. My gosh. Violet Beauregard. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. She was so funny in that Yeah, movie. she's really good in that. Yeah. She's really good. She's one of, I think, going back, thinking back, I think she's probably one of, like, maybe even the best of the of the crop of kids, kid, kid actors in that film, mm. I think. I don't know. I really, really enjoyed her performance. Yeah, it, it always sucked that she, you know, was the second to go. Yeah, I, I really, I wanted more from her. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, that's okay. She turned, <laughs> she turned violet and got taken away by the umpalumpus. <sighs> big blueberry. The big blueberry. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, and uh, Stephanie Nisnik, uh, yes, who was in Everwood and Star Trek Insurrection. Yes, uh, and she was in Diagnosis Murder with um. Dick Van Dyke as well. For, that was a good show. Okay. Yeah. He, Dick Van Dyke played a, a doctor and it's, it was like a, it's basically like Murder, She Wrote, except uh, in a doctor's office. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was a lot of fun. I remember watching that as a kid. That's cool. Um, Everwood, though, uh, actually was one of Chris Pratt's earliest roles. Oh. Like okay. in, in Hollywood. He was in that show. Interesting. Um, and Emily Van Camp. Who was Sharon Carter in the MCU? She, okay, that was one of her first roles as yeah. well. Yeah. Okay. Mm. That's cool. I never watched it. <laughs> I just know these things. Of course you do. Yeah, of course I do. <laughs> this is me. Uh, we got Eddie Jones from yeah. Lois and Clark: The Adventures of Superman. Yeah, I loved Lois and Clark as a kid. I've never actually watched it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I wish they brought it. They would bring it back out on DVD. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, he yeah he was really good. Yeah. In that, from what I can remember. Yeah, if Wayne was here, he'd probably have a better memory than me. Mm. But uh, but yeah, I very remember, sad. I'm trying to remember him from the Terminal because I watched the Terminal, and I'm trying to remember what his character was. Yeah, I should um, have written it down for you. <laughs> That's okay. Um, but you know, the Terminal was actually a really good movie as well. Yeah, I've, it was I really. It was actually really it. cute. Yeah, it's really like it's it's interesting because Tom Hanks is playing. Um, 
uh, a foreigner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he puts on an accent and he ends up living in a, in the airport. In right? the airport. Yeah. And builds his own little section of a home. Yeah. Um, to which you know because border security is trying to kick him out because he doesn't have the right visa to stay. Yeah. And he's not comprehending why he can't stay so they're like you're gonna have to leave and he's like no i don't want to leave but you know trying to talk it's it's it was just it was a really cute film and then he you know falls in love with someone at the air that works at the airport of course (laughs) i think she's a flight attendant yeah (laughs) that's a spielberg film yeah there you go um yeah he he was cell check okay I'm yeah. not sure of the character, but if I see him in the in If you food, saw him in the film, I imagine yeah. you'd remember him. Yeah, probably. Yes. Um, yeah. Sad. Very, very sad. Oh, Zoe Saldana is in that movie too, mm. apparently. Yeah. There you go. Okay. And last but not least, Stuart's the Corgi. No. Cheddar. Oh, oh sad. Oh, very sad. But 13's a good age for a dog. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Anywhere in the teens is good. Mm. It's a good life. Yeah. Poor thing. Oh, Cheddar. Thank you for being so funny and awesome. <laughs> the cutest corgi ever. The cutest corgi ever. <laughs> yes. But I don't think they would, because they use other I, corgis that sort of look similar. Yeah. I, I, I assume that they're going to be. Oh, they'll be fine. They'll be fine with using different corgis for Cheddar. Yeah. They'll just have to have a, find a new one to take up the lead role. Yeah. On the show. Mm. Oh, oh, my goodness. Anything else from the news that you uh, wanted to have a quick chat about? Um, I don't think so. I'm excited about American Horror Story. Um, and I would love Millie Bobby Brown to be in The Eternals. But, you know, we can't have everything. No. But who knows? Something will happen. <laughs> if she can be in a Marvel film at any point, though, I'd be very happy. Yeah. She's a very good actress. She is. Mm. Very awesome. She collaborated collaborated with uh, Converse and designed a few Chuck designs. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's very cool. It is. Nice. <laughs> I should get around that. Yeah. All right. Um, that's the nerdy news then. Let's roll on up to the trailer park. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeehaw. Okay, so our first trailer. Yes. Is Judy. Yes. <laughs> this is trailer tra- trailer two for Judy. Trailer two. Trailer yes. two. Um, Renee Zellweger is Judy Garland. My gosh, she does not look like Renee Zellweger. They I, have really done such a good job on, I can, the, on the makeup. I can still see it, but I but it's it's weird watching this trailer because I can see Renee in some shots, and then in others I see Judy. Yeah. For me, at least, that's how I kind of. Take it, but like her performance is clearly amazing. Yeah, definitely. Already, like we've barely seen anything from this film, and it already looks phenomenal. Whether or not the film itself is going to be amazing remains to be seen. At least we know the performances are going to be great, mm. as is generally the case with these kinds of films. Yeah. Um, people like to bring it in biopics because they get you the Oscar gold. Exactly. Um, yeah, I'm probably going to watch this. Yeah, I probably would too, actually. I'm really interested because I, I don't really know much about uh, Judy, Judy Garland yeah. um, or her, you know, what what she actually did. I'm, I'm assuming she was a singer. She was an actress and a singer, singer yeah. Singer, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, Wizard of Oz. Yeah, yeah, Obviously, okay. her most famous 
film role. Um, yeah. Was I think may have even been her breakout role. I, I'm probably incorrect on this, but um, yeah. So she was Dorothy in, in that, mm. and uh, yeah, and then she was in many, many films, musical movies mostly. Okay. Um, and then yeah, she kind of had a a tragic end to her life. She was you know kind of, I think she was dealing with either mental health issues or drug and alcohol addiction that kind of yeah scenario it was it's very it's very uh present in the in the film so it sort of shows in the trailer yeah yeah, yeah they're gonna clearly dive into that and mm. she does seem a bit troubled and you know like this one this trailer as opposed to the first teaser which was the teaser was amazing this one kind of gives you a better look at what what kind of story they're going to be telling and it yeah. really is looks like it's just going to focus on her, the last years of her life yeah in the late 60s um you know and her trying to i mean they they, they seem to make like want her to be you know back on stage again um so she can make some money mm. so she's must be having financial trouble as well and yeah dealing with you know raising her kids um and yeah. which which it seems like she really loves them. Yeah, I think so. Because she doesn't want to be, you know, taken, you know, to sort of be no, apart from them. No, she, no, she, that, which is really sweet. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't think I have anything else to say. No, you... neither do I. No? Good. Yeah. All right. We're excited. When is it coming out? It's coming out on the 10th of October of this year. Oh, cool. So not too long ago. No, not too long ago. Not too long to go. Not too long to go. To go. To go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, we're on. I speak English goodly. We're on form today, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Um, awesome. So only a couple months. Yes. Very, very good. Um, okay. Next trailer is Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. Yes. Also trailer two. Mm. Um, Because the first one was a teaser. The first one was a little teaser. And now we've got the full length thing. So it's going to... So the first one was Aurora's... 16th birthday and how she pricked her finger she will be put into a slumber yes now it's she's going to get married and maleficent disapproves of this marriage yeah yes but um now that aurora's back with her family isn't why would maleficent be the one you know calling the shots shouldn't um, it be the actual parents well, I mean, the, so these are, um, I'm, I'm guessing the Prince, Phil, Prince Philip's um, parents. Huh. Like Michelle Pfeiffer and whoever the king yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm guessing they're Philip's parents. Ah. Oh. Yes. Okay. Because I, I've only seen the first film once. Yeah, me too. So I don't really remember. Um, I've, what, got it, what happened, I've got it at home. I should rewatch it. What happened to Aurora's parents, but... yeah. The, you know, the king in that was a dick, so mm. he may or may not have died. I don't remember. But I do remember the whole big twist of, like, you know, Maleficent being the one to break the spell with true love kiss because she loves her, like, a daughter and all of that. Yeah. Which I thought was really sweet. A lot of people didn't like. I thought it was nice. Um, but for this this trailer, the only thing I liked about it was the last five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> um, visually stunning. Looks great. I love Angelina. I love Michelle. Um, I'm there for them. Yes. But I don't know what this story is. It seems pretty weak to me. Yeah. It seems very thin because she's just losing her shit over the fact that this new family might be trying to take uh, Aurora away from her. Yeah. From Maleficent. And she's just kind of gone batshit crazy. 
evil again, um, which fe- just feels to me like they're trying to negate all the gro- the character growth that she went in the first film, mm. which was really awesome because it painted her as a tragic hero and you know as someone who who you know who went through some great suffering yeah that turned her evil and then she came good again by the end and it was awesome and now she's gone back to evil and now it's like oh okay i'm not even going to try and get along with you i'm just going to try and kill you and then there's an all-out war that happens because of it i'm just like "Mm, no i don't i don't buy it maybe 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 that's the way they're showing it in the trailer, so it might be different in the movie. Well, that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping yeah. that the trailer is just kind of showing us the basic yeah. version of or what the film is. maybe it's just trying to deceive us into thinking that yeah, it's different. Yeah, that could be another thing. Because yeah. There could be some kind of twist involving uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's queen character that we mm. don't know. Is she up to no good? She could be. I, fe- I feel like she might be. I feel like she might be too. Yeah. So I Like, you can sort, you can somewhat see it in that trailer that something she's hiding something yeah she so, kind of does seem that way yeah a bit shifty but yeah Male- Maleficent's just being a drama queen <laughs> and I don't like it yeah I want to I want to see her being you know this awesome woman mm. you know that she it's was. nice to see that she's got her wings back now. I know she gets to fly she gets to fly around again <laughs> it's great um and then yeah that reveal at the end of her amongst her own kind with randomly Chiwetel Ejiofor just there. Yeah. With these with this glorious hair and these wings oh. looking holy ma- magnificent. <laughs> um, and then, it, yeah, wow, that was a good twist. Yeah. I like that. Give I me, wonder what they're going to do with that. Give me that movie. Yeah. I want that movie. That, <laughs> that five seconds seems very different from the rest of it. That might be, you know, placed in such a weird way in the trailer that it's probably going to be somewhere in the beginning or the middle. Rather than... Of the film. Yeah. yeah. I reckon that's where it's supposed to be. Or I I think... I think that's going to be the, the act... The end of Act 2 turning point. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I think that's going to be the, the lead into Act 3. Yeah. And the final the final battle. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, that's what I think. But I could be wrong. I don't know. We'll find out, though. Yes. Uh, on uh, the 17th of October. Yes. So also only a couple of months So ago. a week after Judy. A week after Judy. Hey. Wonderful women in (laughs) cinemas at the same time. Yes. Speaking of wonderful women. Yes. Let's go to, I think, our favorite trailer, shall I say? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Great. I'm glad I can speak for you on this. Uh, Favorite trailer for this week that kind of broke the internet. What is it, Fulia? It's the live action of Disney's Mulan. Yes. (laughs) Now, I think this was a teaser. It's a definite teaser. Like, it's a a long teaser, longer than usual teasers. Yeah, it's like a minute and a half. Yeah, but it's still really good. And, um... Okay, so they've (laughs) gone in a... It looks like they've gone in a little bit of a different way. Yeah. Compared to the animated version. Mm -hmm. And I love that it's an all-Asian cast. 100%. Oh, my goodness. Great. Love it. As it should be. Yes. I'm hoping that they'll have the songs in it. No. Damn it. They've already said... They they said month, many, I've, many I've months. I've gotten this news. Yeah, that's okay. We talked about it in the podcast. But it would have been like a year ago. Yeah. No, they unfortunately it's not going to be musical. Oh, um, but I don't bummer. know if you noticed. I can't think of what song it was, but there was the yes. music. Yes. Yeah. 
was one of the I heard songs. it. I, heard I don't know it. if it yes. was Reflection or if it they was... They also... Yeah. Um, I think the the lady, and I keep forgetting her name, but the lady that... The matchmaker. Yeah. She was quoting something. She was kind of like narrating in the background. Oh, okay. And I feel like it was to- sort of talking about the stuff that was in the song. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Potentially. Yeah, so... But um, she was sort of <clears throat> narrating it rather than singing it. Yeah, so it's going to be a little bit different. Yeah. So uh, it'd be nice if they could, yeah, incorporate the music mm. from the songs the one thing, The one thing I'm really sort of uh, curious about is why Mulan hasn't cut her hair in some scenes like that could potentially be the fact that it's not up to the part where she's joined the army but well yeah we don't know we don't know the kind of context for where all of these events in the trailer take place and whether or not she even will be cutting her hair i mean exactly she doesn't really she just needs to tie it up in a top knot basically and then she's a guy yeah pretty much um this was a really good trailer though yeah it was cut together really really well um showed us everything we know about Mulan, but it just showed us in a really good way. I just think. a little bit. Yeah. Just all we need to see for now. Pretty much. Um, and the lead actress, um, what's her name? You can look <laughs> her up because she really impressed me. Um, and the way they shot those action scenes, like I really love that shot of her um, when she's kind of flipping over the soldiers yeah like with her sword and her arms are out and yeah and but she's just got this stoic look on her face like i'm in business i feel like she's also a martial artist as well i think no she, yeah i think she has been in a lot of yeah yeah you fail you yeah you fail you or i've seen her name the other way around liu liu you we're gonna we're just butchering everything but we <laughs> we're trying real hard um yeah so she was in the forbidden kingdom the assassins um yeah a lot of yeah she's done a lot of asian cinema um outcast yeah amazing so yeah a lot of the uh, white vengeance i think i've heard of that film yeah a lot of martial arts films it makes good sense to have her as the lead as playing mulan 100 <laughs> percent. because if they're going to be showing off the fact that mulan's going to be in the army you know doing all the training and going out and fighting in battles that she needs to know how to fight. Yeah. 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 For sure. Definitely. So that's that's a really great choice. It's a really great choice. Yeah. And I yeah, I'm really excited. Yes, I am too. I'm, I'm just I'm I'm like the internet's going a little crazy about the fact that they didn't see a Mushu. Yeah, I don't think we're getting Mushu. <laughs> it's kind of sad that we're I not going to get a Mushu, but I'm assuming the reason why that is is because this particular live action is not going in a hundred percent story of the animated. No, I think it might. I think they're going a little bit, twisting it a little bit differently, possibly kind of like Aladdin, but just twisting it a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. I'd probably say similar vein to Aladdin. And, but, um, maybe they might even be drawing a bit more from the, the, um, historical, Possibly aspects, yeah. Like, you know the whole, yeah, Mulan, the uh, the original Mulan story. Yep. 
Um, so that could potentially be the case. Yeah, but no, this I'm yeah. Super, I'm all for it though. Super excited. I love it. <clears throat> Looks great. Yeah. Check out the trailer. If need you have need it. the full trailer now. Oh yeah. Yep. That'll yeah. <laughs> That'll that'll coming. cement me into it. Yes, that will. As long as they, it's a good trailer. Yes. As yes. long as it's a good trailer. Um, when is Mulan coming out? Okay, so unfortunately there is no Australian release date at the moment. Uh, but it will be released in the US and the UK on the 27th of March next year. All right. So we might get it around I that time. I think we are getting it in March. Yeah. 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 So. so that makes sense. Okay. Awesome. All right. So now. That's we, Trailer Park. We're rolling out of the Trailer Park. Yes. And now it's time for a quickie review. Quickie review. Right. Quickie review time. Yay. What have you got for us, Kendall? Well, I... Went to the movies on Thursday, as mm-hmm. I mentioned at the top of the show. At uh, Cinema Nova? No, the classic. Sorry, the classic. Classic cinema. Elstonwick. Elstonwick. Yes. It's a very lovely cinema. <laughs> um, so I went and saw um, the movie Parasite. Mm-hmm. What's it about? Um, well... Let me tell you. Um, <laughs> this is the uh, IMDb description. All unemployed, uh, Kai Taek's family takes pe- uh, peculiar interest in the wealthy and glamorous Park family for their livelihood until they get entangled in an unexpected incident. And that's that's basically the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, my goodness. So this is the film that was <coughs> directed uh, by Bong Joon-ho. Yep. Um, who's the director of Snowpiercer. Um, and this was the film that we talked about a month or so ago that was the first ever Korean film to win the Palme d'Or at Cannes, mm-hmm. which is the top award at the Cannes Film Festival. Oh, wow, okay. can see why. For a while watching this, I was like, where is this going, where is this going? And then it just, it just kind of the way, it just kind of, it, it really just kind of descends into this just controlled chaos with what this family are doing to this wealthy family. They're just infiltrating them and trying to, you know, pretending not to be related at all. It just, I, I was just so, it, it was just so crazy that this, this family were duped so easily um, because, you know, the this poor family has kind of, they're con- basically con artists essentially and they will come in pretending not to be related and take on, um, you know, different jobs within the fa- the wealthy family so they can make money. Mm. Um, and, yeah, and then it just turns sinister. Oh, wow. Um, towards the end of the film. Like, maybe, I don't even know. It, it was The film goes for about two hours, but I couldn't tell you what point in the film things just turn because it just feels like half, like... I don't know. It's weird. I can't. I can't explain. <laughs> but basically, the last you know part of the film is just balls to the wall, insane. Wow. Um, yeah, but really, really good and shot really well, and you know, also was pretty funny in mm-hmm. a lot of parts. Like it's very, it's a very funny movie um, as well. But yeah, the <laughs> crazy. Wow. Just, it just, yeah, gets so crazy at the end. But it was, yeah, it was really good. I enjoyed it. I'd probably give it um, four and a half out of five. Oh, nice. Yeah. That was a good. It okay. was very good. Very good movie. Amazing. Yes. And then, of course, I binged Stranger Things season three. Uh, of course. <clears throat> of course I did. Because everybody else has. Yes. You should get on that bandwagon <laughs> for you. It's a pretty good bandwagon. Okay. Down here in the upside down. <laughs> it's awesome. 
We have demo dogs. Um, <laughs> so what was this season about? What was this season about? Well, it basically takes place uh, how many months? Like nine months after season two. Mm-hmm. Um, it's set in the summer. So there's no, no scenes set at the, the school. Um, they're out of school and, you know, some of the kids have graduated high school now and yep. they're working adult jobs and, um, and then, you know, the other kids are just, you know, one of them goes to like this science camp, um, and comes back and, and then, yeah. And everybody's like got, all of them are got boyfriends and girlfriends, like they're all dating each other and it's, yep. so it's, yeah, very much the adolescent, uh, puberty kind of <laughs> things happening. Yep. And then, you know. Well, that's all going on. You've got the freaking, um, you know, the upside down just doesn't want to go away. And the Russians kind of come in and fuck shit up. Okay. Because uh, I won't spoil. I don't want to spoil too much. But, um, yeah, there's a whole Russian storyline in this. And, uh, yeah, things get pretty pretty hectic. Yep. Um, there's some really awesome moments. Like, this whole season has been really good paced really well characters are awesome the acting is incredible the visual effects are great like there really isn't that much bad to say about it oh that's good it's it's such a great show uh i want more of it though like the pro the only problem with stranger things is it's only eight episodes um a season like they're very short seasons how long are the episodes uh they well that's the good thing i guess about it is that they vary from like 45 minutes to an hour and okay 15 yeah i think the last episode was like an hour and 17 minutes okay so yeah they 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 vary yeah they kind of average around 50 55 minutes okay yeah so um but yeah if you haven't watched it yet get on it it's such a good binge i watched it over two days Um, (laughs) (laughs) one michael lister Binged it over 24 hours, yes, not did. even. Yeah, no, he watched it in one sitting, I think. Yeah. Yeah, which is, you know, easy to do and commendable. Um, <laughs> I had to go to bed. Um, <laughs> so I couldn't finish watching it. But, um, yeah, glad I did. Five out of five. Cool. A great, great season. Prepare for some feels at the end. Um, but, you know, they do also tease season four, so... Nice. More exciting things to come. Hey, and what do you give that season? Yeah, five out of five. Five. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Straight, five out of five. Five out of five. <laughs> Freaking loved it. Awesome. I need more. Yes. I need more Stranger Things. Okay. Alrighty. That's my quickie review. Yay. Reviews. Time now. Time for, yes. Four. What, yes. What is it for? Time now. Places and things. Popcorn culture. Yay. <laughs> I can still hear. Philip. No, no, no! I just I, I can still hear. Oh, okay, in you can hear. You in didn't. General, you didn't. You didn't do it loud enough. <laughs> That's all right. I am not the type of person who does ear piercing. No. Voice. I mean, you're voice. loud, but you're not a, that yeah, loud. Yeah. No. I'm generally loud as it is, so it's enough. <laughs> it's fine. Exactly. You don't need to compensate. No. <laughs> all right. So uh, last week we asked you guys. Um, what sitcoms do you think were slash are ahead of their time? Yes. Um, Fulia, mm-hmm. what's your reaction on this one? Okay, so this one took a little bit of time for me to think about. Um, but I think MASH would definitely be one of them. Yes, that does not surprise me. Yes, I absolutely love that show. It is hilarious, but it is also very... Um, sort of eye-opening about the Korean War. 
yeah. and what happens during that time. Yeah. Um, Mash is Mash. For those of you who haven't seen it, which you should, because it's really good, even though it's it's an oldie, but it's a real goodie. Um, Mash stands for Mobile Army Surgical Hospital. Mm-hmm. So in the Korean War, the Americans were in Korea. You know, try and they they were having a I think it was a civil war between yeah. North and South Korea. Right. Um, so the Americans set up. They have their mash hospital set up, and because it's a mobile hospital, they can move from site to site depending on where the fight is going. Um, in the series, it's a sitcom. I know it's about the war, but it is a sitcom. And there are quite a few, um, there are quite a few sitcoms out there that are about wars, like for instance, you know, Dad's Army or Hogan's Heroes. Yeah. Um, and Mash is like one of those as well. Mm-hmm. And in this instance, you have Alan Alda, the amazing Alan Alda, as the lead. Mm-hmm. I love that man. Yes, I know. <laughs> it's amazing. I idolize him. Yes, he's a, he's a wonderful person. Yes, he is. And you have so many other amazing actors in this as well. Um, you know, Mike Farrell, um, Loretta Swit. Um, oh, there's just there's so many of them. Freaking Larry Linville. Um, oh, I can keep going. But anyway, um, so... For me, MASH was just so thought-provoking and because of the fact that it's doctors and nurses and just, you know, your regular soldiers working in a mobile hospital during the Korean War and the amount of crap that they have to go through. Yeah. The the fact that they get, you know, they get gunned down. They'll, they'll get, you know, bombs being thrown at them. But... They make it, they make each episode, you know, funny in, in a way that it's sort of, um, oh, it's really hard to explain. I feel it, the doctors, there are certain, because everybody's got a different rank. Some, like uh, some of the doctors are more competent than others. Now, Hawkeye Pierce, so Benjamin Franklin Pierce, but his nickname is Hawkeye. He's an amazing surgeon, but... He doesn't really follow the rules. No. <laughs> he loves to make his own gin. He loves so he loves to drink a lot. He he's always going after nurses. He's not ever in proper uniform. And he is very lazy when it comes to um taking orders. Like he doesn't like taking orders at all. Yeah. Um and so he bunks with the first three season he first three seasons he bunks with um, uh, Trapper John, who's a hell of a prankster, and he's so funny. But then after the third season, um, he left. Uh, so it, from the fourth season onwards was BJ Honeycutt, and he was such a down to earth character, but he was still really funny um, in his own way. So he wasn't. He, even though he was coming in, he was coming in as a replacement to Trapper John rather than being Trapper John. Yeah. Um, so it was just a new character altogether. So he had his own little pranks. He would, um, he loves his wife and his little daughter that he left behind um, back at home. Mm. And he just gives you that 
that fatherly um the, the the fatherly sort of um character that he is yeah in his role mm-hmm. but he's still just as um you know he doesn't really follow the rules just as much as you know hawkeye pierce does. right <laughs> he'll wear his own shoes he'll you know he'll he won't um he'll he'll grow out a mustache he'll um he'll have a laugh uh he won't follow the rules that much but the only reason why Hawkeye and BJ don't really do that is because of the fact that they they feel like though some of the some of the rules are a little bit too much. Yeah. That it you know it's it just doesn't seem right. So they and especially when it comes to um, patients mm-hmm. like soldiers that come in from the front because they don't just deal with American soldiers they deal with all kinds of soldiers that come in so they could be from their ally side they could be their enemies that they treat as well but they but when they come into the mesh they take away what side they're from and just treat them as patients yeah which is what they should be doing Mm -hmm. but then you have the characters like major frank burns (laughs) who is a stickler for rules who wants a promotion and is just you know all about making sure that everybody follows the rules and make sure that he, you know, he, whatever orders he gives, everybody does take them. And it's, it's funny when BJ and Hawkeye will just be, you just, you know, roll right over him. Yeah. Because of that, Mm -hmm. (laughs) because they're like, we're not doing that. We're not, we're not doing what you tell us to do. And the fact that he's also a very incompetent doctor. So (laughs) great. Yeah. It's, it's a great, great show. It runs for 11 seasons, yes. and I have marathoned that bloody show so many times. Good. There um, are some really um, strange characters, uh, like, for instance, Klinger, yes. who dresses up like a woman. Which I feel might be one of the reasons MASH would be considered ahead of its time. Yes, because he was the only reason why... Like, he dressed up like a woman... For majority of the show, it got to a point where he stopped. But when he was still doing it, the only reason why he was dressing up was so that he could get a section eight, which is a, which is a, a, like a psycho discharge. Yeah. He wanted to get out. He just wanted to get out of the army. He did not want to, he didn't want to die. He just hated the army like everybody else. Like why would they be there? You know, unless they were forced to be there. And, that was and that and so he just decided to be this nut, this nutcase in this <laughs> in this particular mesh. He's <laughs> like, I'm not following the rules. I'm gonna wear whatever the hell I want. I'm gonna dress like a woman. <laughs> and the one-liners he comes out with is just so good. I love it. I love that man. Jamie Farr is hilarious. Um, oh, I could talk forever. I know. I noticed this. <laughs> Which is fantastic because it's clearly, you know, I know why it's your favorite show. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's amazing. It is. It really is. But there are some episodes where um, it's, it borders on the point of being funny, but also being serious as well. Yeah. 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 And it's just amazing how they sort of combine the two. Yeah. I feel like, um, I mean, I haven't seen all of MASH, but I've seen all of Scrubs and I would have to say Scrubs kind of sounds like it would have had to have taken a lot of inspiration from Mesh. Yeah. Because it's set, you know, it's a sitcom set in a, you know, a hospital. Um, very, very funny yeah. show. But also has a lot of 
up like upsetting moments and dramatic moments of course, of course. like real moments you know yeah um that make it so much more than just a standard you know half hour sitcom and exactly. it sounds like mash was the exact same thing yeah exactly so you know they they take they take death seriously yeah, in, in yeah. the show rather than make fun of it yeah which is um, great there are there are points where death is a little bit funny but um most of the time it's very serious yeah yeah, yeah. okay especially well, because it's you know wartime yeah so mm-hmm. yeah so and, yeah <clears throat> so mash would have been groundbreaking and like ahead of its time in, oh in the, definitely in, in the fact that like you know it was a show that ran for so long and it was one of the first big sitcoms i think you know one of the longest running and, exactly and you know how it kind of uh gave you know took took something tragic like a, like the Korean War and, and turned it into something that people can relate to and 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 understand mm. and and find the humor in it. Exactly, find exactly. Find humor in the, the yeah. tragedy of war. Like, that's the, the, pretty great. The funny thing is the Korean War actually did it only went for, I think it was like two, maybe two years, three years. It was very, years, very years. brief. Yeah. It was very short. But the fact that they were able to drag it out to like 11 seasons, seasons was just amazing. It's, I absolutely love it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yes. Awesome. Love those gin swindling doctors. Fantastic. <laughs> what about you, Kendall? That was epic. I can't, I can't compete with that response. I'm not going to try, but, um, no, it's just annoying. Cause the entire week I was thinking about this question. I wanted to talk about the Cosby show. The Cosby Show. Okay. Yeah. I think I've seen a few episodes of that. But I just, I can't talk about it. <laughs> well, now we can't talk about it's it. It's just because it's just um, breaks my heart so much. Um, but um, that's life, I guess. Mm. Um, but I no, I loved The Cosby Show growing up. And um, I guess it would have been groundbreaking at the time and, and, and ahead of its time in terms of like, you know, the family you know sitcom that it was and the mm. fact that it was an all-black all-african-american family yeah. you know living regular lives doing ordinary things like everybody else because they're just like everybody else so why would it be any different yeah like that i don't know and just the the what they did for the you know the teenage experience and the child experience growing up you know what those kids you know went through and how they tackled all those issues that we all go through yeah was really really well done in that show and it's freaking hilarious and i'm just so upset that i can't ever watch it again (laughs) (laughs) and knowing what you know now knowing what we all know now um but we won't go into that my uh answer officially though is going to be will and grace yes mostly because you know it was a show that started in the 90s albeit the late 90s but the 90s nonetheless Mm. at a time where you know people were still you know very homophobic in terms of the general society. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, Ellen had only just come out um, and she got lauded for that. Like, uh, you know, the gay community loved her so much and celebrated her at the time, and we still do. But, uh, you know, she, yeah, she got a lot of backlash from initially from her, you know, announcement. And then Will and Grace was happening and we were seeing, you know, these gay characters on, you know screen being hilarious and awesome yes they were being you know i mean maybe jack is a bit of a a stereotype yeah um which is fine because you know he he does it so well and that's just kind of who jack is and there are men like that in 
the gay community. Yeah. Like I can agree to that. I've yeah. met men like Jack. Like I know, you know, <laughs> you know, and they're so much fun and loving and kind yeah. and hysterical. And you know, so why not portray that on the screen? But it was the first time we'd really ever seen, you know, in primetime television, a character like Jack. Yeah. And that I mean, unless I'm forgetting myself, forgetting someone. But and then you know, and then Will just is a gay man, but he's like. He goes against the grain. He he stands for just a regular guy. Yeah, you know, like he he's, he's a lawyer. He's the antithesis of what Jack is. Yeah, like he's just he's just a normal person, and you know, like there's nothing fl- overly flamboyant about yeah. him, feminine or, or or masculine. Like he kind of doesn't really go either way. He's mm. just who he is. Exactly, and he just happens to be gay. Like it's just the way things are, mm. and you know, and. I just, I just love the fact that that was a show that just made no bones about what it was and who these characters was, were, sorry, and are, because the show is now back. Yeah. Um, and it's great to see it back in the modern contemporary, uh, you know, landscape of, you know, being gay is more than okay. Exactly. Um, and, and the um, the type of topics that they talk about in each episode yeah. is just, it's funny but it's also very relatable. Oh yeah, yeah. The the show is extremely well written. Yeah. Um, I love it so much. I need to rewatch it. Yeah. <laughs> I need to rewatch it because I haven't really seen much of the new stuff at all. Um, so I need to get on that. But um, it's really good. Yeah. No, I've heard it's amazing. So glad they brought it back. Yeah. <laughs> so glad they brought it back. I think we're all very happy. Yes. But yeah. Yes. No, I just yeah, I love Will and Grace. Was just the fact that they they were doing that in the nineties. Yeah, I agree. Like, so so far ahead of, you know, of where everyone else was culturally in mm. terms of accepting the gay community. And I just, yeah, I commend them very much. Yes. For what they did. It's fantastic. Love it. Love it. All right. That's awesome. my answer. Let's go into your answers. Yes. And our first answer comes from the wonderful Stephen Gaston on Twitter. Hey, Stephen. And he says, I have to go with happy days. Even though I was not alive when it premiered, it has an important place in TV history. The Fonz wore a leather jacket because it's cool, but gave him a motorcycle to have the jacket approved for TV stories and others are incredibly fascinating. Yeah. I didn't know about that. No, I had no idea either. Yeah. But I have seen like most of Happy Days. Yeah. 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 No, I've seen, I've seen a lot of episodes of Happy Days. Yeah. Um, and you know, in terms of being ahead of its time as well. I mean, it's where we get the phrase jump the shark from. Yeah. <laughs> so um, there's that. But yeah, I mean, yeah. And I guess to be showing, I don't know. I have to, I'd have to look that up, Stephen. I'm sorry. I'm not aware of um, the con- controversy surrounding the Fonz and his jacket um, and whatever else is going on. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, H- Happy Days was a pretty famously very popular Sitcom. It's where I first met so. John Howard. Uh, sorry, what's his name? <laughs> um, Ron Howard. Ron Howard. Ron Howard. Sorry. <laughs> John Howard. Not our former oh prime minister. God. No. Oh my god. Can somebody <laughs> somebody edit this and put a clip on our Facebook of Julia saying John Howard instead of Ron Howard? <laughs> oh, that's oh, amazing. that's embarrassing. Oh, now we need a friend. No, now we need a, a someone to draw or Photoshop like. <laughs> Richie Cunningham with fucking John Howard glasses or something. Bold. My fellow Australians. <laughs> e. e. 
Oh man. Okay. That's, that's where I first met Ron Howard. Ron and, Howard. Yeah, yes. Ron Howard. And an amazing like, actor and filmmaker. I had no idea that he went into directing and filmmaking. Yeah. Like in the last. Was it like the last he's, 10 or 20 years? He's been doing it. He's been doing it a long time. For a he's, long time. Since the 70s and 80s. He's yeah. Been, he's so been I, only, yeah. I only knew him as the actor in Happy Days. Sure, yeah. And then as soon as I saw his name in the credits as like director or, you know, whatever, film, you know, film bridge or, um, you know, whatever, I, I was just like... I mean, surprised i was like yeah. oh wow he, yeah. he directs now that's pretty cool yeah it's really so, cool so and he's got his own um the master class on filmmaking yes, and does. directing i think he does yeah. yes so you can have directing taught to you by ron howard if you want yes <sighs> hashtag not sponsored um <laughs> yeah no ron howard's awesome yeah yeah i nearly said john howard then too so it's fine <laughs> Well, I said Ron Howard. You and see? I, th- I said Ron Howard and I thought John Howard. It's weird. Never in my life has that ever happened. And now... He- <laughs> now that I've said it. <laughs> here we are. We're living in a world of John Howard. Okay. Oh, my goodness. All right. Thanks, Stephen. Uh, next up, we have the lovely man that is Jeffrey Bryant-Jones. Hey, Jeffrey. Hey, Jeffrey. Um, he agrees with me and says Will and Grace because it was just so bloody good and very funny. Agreed. 100% agree. Yes. Yep. Hilarious. Fantastic. <laughs> love we it. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks, Jeffrey. Our next response comes from James Campbell Tennant, which is your friend CT. Correct. Hey, CT. And he says 100% Golden Girls. Yeah. Yes. Good yes. choice. That was the inspiration behind this question. Yes. <laughs> Last week when we were, before we were recording, uh, while we were recording this podcast. Last week we were, you know. Kristen was watching Golden Girls in the next room. Yes. And then I was just thinking about how, like, how cool it is that a bunch of, you know, women, you know, middle-aged and beyond are just so empowered and independent and fierce in themselves. Exactly. And, and strong female characters. In, Definitely. In this sitcom, you know. So, and that just kind of made me think for something that came out of the 80s mm. that just seems very groundbreaking to 100%. me 100% I absolutely love the Golden Girls I did a binge watch of it like a couple of months ago yeah and it is so good yeah I, I saw some oh. of it on TV when I was in America actually yeah yeah but there are certain things that you know probably you wouldn't be able to air in today's sort oh, of TV, yeah, there's. I'm sure there's, there's a lot stuff. of there's a lot of non PC things in that oh, I'm show. Sh- it was the 80s, I'm sure. But it is if you watch it for, you know, for what it is and for when it came out, it's just beautifully done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I need to do a, a, a watch of that. I think. Yes, it's it's just it's great to see you know four leading ladies that are you know not. In their twenties or thirties, yeah. they're like they're in the fifties, sixties. They're like above fifty, and above, and they're in their senior years, and it's just so great how much sass they have, how you know how dumb they can be. Yeah, <laughs> so good. I love it. I absolutely love it. So great. <laughs> okay, need to watch me some more Golden Girls. Yes. yes. Thanks, CT. Thank you. Um, next we have Shannon Craven. Hey, Shannon. Hey, Shannon. He says Seinfeld, but only because it is timeless. Yes. So Seinfeld is a show about nothing. Yeah, that's what everyone says. So, <laughs> no, and it's true. Yeah, yeah. They even say it yeah, in the show. It's, yeah. it's literally about nothing. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it is about nothing 
just makes it it you know uh, ahead of its time yeah being a 90s sitcom yeah yeah well i think it even started in 1989 i'm pretty sure and then yeah sort of moved on from there yeah and it started in 89 and then finished in like 96 97 or yeah yes yeah. so I, I feel like i like i like seinfeld i have the dvds mm-hmm. um only so that i could watch it through and see what it was about um probably not one of my favorite sitcoms okay but i still enjoy it for what it is yeah and there's no real storyline to it at all no no it's, it's just kind of the everyday it's just you know you're catching up with them. your friends yeah. or you're making fun of people and there. then like the friggin yeah and then like just going about their lives jerry uses every something that happens in each episode for his stand-up yeah exactly yeah. and so for that instance it's like all right it's it's jerry doing his job as a comedian mm-hmm. but you see that stuff that you see the jokes happen in the episode yeah 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 and it's and it's just it's funny cool <laughs> also elaine's pretty amazing oh my gosh yeah she can be relatable yeah <laughs> in some instances yes she can she be can. very relatable yes <laughs> Plus, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. and Exactly. <laughs> we all adore her very yeah. much. It's fantastic. Thanks, Thanks, Shannon. Thanks, Shannon. Our next response comes from Daniel Lansfield. Hey, Daniel. And he just lists off a few different ones here. It doesn't exactly say why. So he lists off uh, MASH, Better Off Ted, which I had no idea ever existed. Yep. Son of Zorn, another one that I didn't know about. Uh, Parks and Rec. Uh, the Office, the original, so the UK version. Yep. Uh, Arrested Development, Seinfeld, and Curb Your Enthusiasm. Now, I've only seen Seinfeld from that list and the first season of Parks and Rec. I know about Curb Your Enthusiasm and The Office and Arrested Development, yes. but I haven't actually watched them. Yes. Um, better Off Ted, Son of Zorn... Those two I've never even heard of. I'm looking them up right now. Yes. Better Off Ted ran um, from 2009 to 2010. So it's only one season? One season or two seasons? Two seasons. Two seasons. Um, and it's, the premise says, in a science-based company, a manager tries to keep control of his scientists while being pressured by his shrewd boss. Okay. Um, Portia de Rossi was in it. Yep. Uh, do I recognize anybody else? No, I do not. Um, okay, and then what? Well, Son of Zorn. Son of Zorn, which sounds really interesting to me. Son of Zorn. So oh. okay, it's an animated series, sort of animated, mixed in with live action. live action. Animation and live action collide when a cartoon barbarian dad leaves his war-torn village to reconnect with his moody non-animated teenage son in suburbia that's such an interesting premise it only ran for one, one season. season yeah and then it got cancelled it got cancelled cheryl hines was in it tim meadows uh jason sudeikis was the voice of zorn um so that's cool tony revolori was in it as well nick offerman was in it rob riggle okay so there's a few cool people in this one mm. um i remember actually seeing a billboard for this when i was in 
LA the first time. Okay. And going, what the hell is that? Because yeah. <laughs> look, if you look at the the picture, it's just yeah, yeah. It's like a family portrait, but then there's this animated guy sitting in the front. Pretty much, yeah. That's just. It obviously didn't catch on very well for it to run longer. No. Um, Clearly, definitely ahead of its time. The world was just not ready. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty for, much. For, Zon, for Son of Zorn. So this sort of would have been kind of like the Who Framed Roger Rabbit type of animation yeah, versus... sort of. That premise, except yeah, modernised in, mm. in, a, in a different setting. Um, That'd be interesting to see. I want to actually see that because I want to I know how it all works. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'd be curious too. I would be. Yes. Um, Parks and Rec, I've said many times, is my favourite sitcom of all time. Despite what Fulia thinks of it, I'm still Look, I still it. haven't watched Beyond Season 1. Yeah. So. No, you, you... That's a lie. I, yeah, we watched a bit of season two, and Have then we? and yep, and that's when you decided you didn't want to watch anymore. Oh right, okay. You, well, you that's, just that's decided how, it wasn't. That's, for that's you. how much I didn't like it because I've forgotten completely. Wow. <laughs> oh wait, wait. I take that back. Let's try right now. Let's. I'm going to try again. We'll start season two and, and make it happen. Um, and yeah, the Office, the UK version, I haven't seen. No, neither. But everyone, a lot of people say it's the superior version. Mm. Uh, even though uh, I've seen bits of the American and the American one's pretty great. So the the, Euro, the, the UK one is the one with... Um, Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais. Yes. And the US one is the one with... Steve Carell. Steve Carell. Correct. Right. Okay. Correct. Yes. Thank you so much, Daniel, for Thanks, your answers. Daniel. Um, next up, we have uh, one of our co-hosts. Yes. Philip Hunting. Hey, Philip. Hey, Phil. Um, he says Faulty Towers was well ahead of its time. Basil was the very essence of what not to be in a middle-class English man. The goodies, I feel, was another. It's actually well known that it didn't do as well as it could have as it came out at a bad time in BBC history. I wish Phil was here so he could elaborate on yeah. that. Because <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Um, well, well known for those who follow the goodies. Also, not to be mistaken by the Goonies. Also, the goons are not the goonies, nor are they anything alike. <laughs> Thanks for clearing that up. Thank you for the clarification. Thank you. Um, yeah, Faulty Towers, awesome show. Yes. I, I love that show. So good. It's so funny. Oh, my goodness. Um, uh, you know, a, a couple uh, that own a hotel out in... It's like know, a bed and breakfast. Yeah, bed and breakfast hotel in England. And the amount of shit that goes down in that hotel. It's It's insane. <laughs> Just insanity. <laughs> it's wonderful though. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's probably ahead of its time and not just in terms of Basil's portrayal because Phil's right, like, you know, uh, middle class British men back in the seventies would have had to have been a lot more reserved and a lot more in control. Yeah. Whereas Basil is just chaos. You he's know a, he's a nutcase. He's just he's just a screw loose. <laughs> In poor Basil Faulty. Um, and, and his wife has to make sure to keep him in line. His wife... See, that's the thing I like about Faulty Towers as well. One of the many things I like is the fact that the women are very much, you know... They're, they're not, the reserved ones. They're not They're not the typical women. No. In terms of, you know, the way women were in... Would have been in the 70s, you know? <laughs> like, the men, like... Basil and Manuel are, like, yeah. so just clumsy and erratic... Where, and then you have, you know, you know, Mrs. Faulty, and then I've forgotten her name, the 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 head waitress. Oh, I love her. She's yes, my favorite. Yes. Um, those two women are calm and collected, in control. They're intelligent. 
they know what they they want and they know how to get it and they know what they're doing and they don't let Basil and Manuel say otherwise. Yeah. And it's it's great. I love that. You're just trying You're to looking it up. Yeah, I'm looking up the what's her name? Polly. Polly, yes, I love Polly. Yes. Polly, she's my favourite. Yes. Um yeah. Sybil was hilarious. Yes, Sybil Sybil Faulty, that's the <laughs> wife. Yeah. Excellent choice. Uh as for the goodies I have not seen, but I have seen it on the shelf at work. <laughs> I've never That's even That's my heard exposure it. to the goodies. Yeah. Phil's just going to listen to this and be like, oh, I need to educate them. Um, <laughs> yes, you Probably. Do. Probably. Um, thanks, Philip. Thanks, Phil. And our final response yes. comes from the one and only co-host of ours, Wayne Stellini. Hey, Wayne. And he has said, the Golden Girls was incredibly ahead of its time and perhaps remains so. Not only was it a show about four women, but four mature-aged women who were independent, enjoyed social lives, and were sexually active. Here, here. Yeah. <laughs> they were never helpless little old ladies and held their own throughout multiple storylines that were believable and relatable. Yes. Also, Will and Grace doesn't get the acknowledgement it deserves. It's enjoyed now for its wit and beautifully nuanced characters but it was but it first ran when queer characters were in supporting roles and used for the punchline of a joke yes with will and grace the title characters are ordinary people with quirks that ordinary people have grace made fag hags acceptable and will and jack show us that gay men are diverse and not limited to a stereotype the gorgeous Karen Walker is a stunning representation of a queer lifestyle that we all wish we could have, afford, and tolerate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. I love that. Yeah. And when you consider that the leading sitcom at the time, Friends, was using queer folks as the source of jokes and mockery from episode one, mind you. Yeah, that's true. And unlike Seinfeld, uh, used gay panic to reinforce these jokes... Will and Grace's progressive importance in television is even more impressive. Yes. Wow, no trolling? No. Holy shit. No trolls. That's that's where it that's, ends. I'm I'm It's got nothing to do with MCU, so I assume that's the reason why he didn't troll. I I Wayne. I'm Are you feeling okay? <laughs> anyway, um <laughs> Yes, no, no, I, I love the fact that Wayne and I are on the same page. Yes. Uh, with Will and Grace, because, yeah, yeah, it's exactly, exactly right. Like, the the fact that, it, the time that it came out, like, yeah. Yeah, it's no, like, definitely. It's like, Wayne, like Wayne said, the gays were the butt of the joke. They were the punchline. They were the supporting characters. They were never the lead characters. And here we have them for the first time being the lead. Leads, exactly. And being portrayed in such mundane ways, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, just, it's, yeah freaking awesome and yeah Wayne's right does not get the uh, respect or recognition rather that it deserves yes in, in terms of what it did uh, for queer culture especially in the entertainment industry yes so, amazing thank you Wayne thank you everybody else thank you everyone responses. some great responses in there really appreciate it yes thank you very much uh, what's up next week next week's question we want to know what's your favorite one hit wonder and why? Yeah. Music time. Music question. All right. One hit wonders, people. Oh, there's got to be quite a lot of them out there. This is, is going to be really good. Don't let us down. I know. With with your answers. We I've already got some gonna, floating in on. my head right now. Like this some a, of the songs are running in my head. This is a good question. <laughs> 
You can do it, people. Yes. Um, yes. Hashtag tell Fred. Hashtag tell Fred with your answers on social media so we can find them and talk about them next week. Yes. Yes. So, now. What, yes. What's up with Fred? What's up with Fred? Well, I'm glad you asked, Fulia. <laughs> um, yes, what's up with Fred? Well, for me, I just released a brand new non-scripted ramblings yesterday, at the time of recording yesterday. Awesome. Um, talking all of the spoilers of Spider-Man Far From Home. Oh, I've still got to watch that. Yes. <laughs> yes, you do. And it's freaking awesome. Because I, I heard the spoiler review from Fat Man and Beyond. Oh, you've in, listened to that already. I li- I've already listened to it, and it's so good. I can't. I haven't listened to it yet. Okay, I'll, I'll let you listen to it. Yeah. Um, so but now how much, I wanna... did they, how much did they spoil? Oh, they went right to the. They started at the end and then went backwards. <laughs> so you know what happens. Oh no, I've watched the movie, so I know what happens. Oh, I was gonna say. Oh, you mean you haven't watched my review? No, no, I haven't. No, 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 no. That's what you meant. That's what I meant. So I've listened. I'm terrible, people. Sorry. <laughs> of course, fully has seen the movie. We've talked about it already. <laughs> So I've listened to the podcast and the their second half of the show where they usually ask the Q and A the the Q and A section it was literally getting the their reviews oh from, great. from the audience oh that's cool they went out and did they a, did they uh, were talking forty X screening which well, you could have gone to no I couldn't have I wasn't no 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 unf- if, yeah. no no if if timing was right if you t- could have gone if the timing had been right. Here's the thing. So, yeah, they were talking about this when I was there. So I... Yeah, Going to 40X? Because I went to the... Yeah, because so, I went to one of the live Fat Man Beyond shows. Yes. Um, and it was awesome. And, yeah, they were talking about how the next week they were going to take everybody to go see Far From Home. Yeah. Um, did, so, you, did you, like, I was, go into a pit of sadness? Well... A, a little bit. I was just like, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to be in San Francisco then. God damn it. <laughs> Which I never thought I'd ever say because I love San Francisco. But um, yeah, no, just, I was a little disappointed, but I'm like, that's really freaking cool for everybody that got to do it. Um, and then I found out uh, a few days ago that I missed a live recording of Hollywood Babylon, which is one of my other favorite podcasts that Kevin Smith does. Mm. The They literally did it the night of the day that I drove up north to San Francisco. Oh, no. Like, what, what is timing? What is it this timing? <laughs> like, if they'd done it the Friday before when I landed, I would have been jet lagged as fuck, but I would have gone. Yeah. But, like, the fact that, yeah, I just missed out. Damn. Yeah, it sucks. But, hey, oh, I, well. I still got to see a Fat Man Beyond Live. And That's it was, true. And it was a ton of fun. Yes. So. Um, and I'm so glad I've made you a fan of yeah, the I know. I'm, I'm now, like, listening to it. I'm like, so- this is actually really fun to yeah, listen to. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> they're so great. They're, they're very... They're, they're very down to earth, man, but they're also they very, they're themselves. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They don't give a shit about unapo- anybody else. They're unapologetically themselves. Yeah. I, I love both of them. Like, and Mark Bernard is so smart, so clever. I wish I had his brain. He's, um, he's, he's, the, um, he's the host with the most. Yeah. Of nerdy news. He's the, yeah, he's, he's the me. <laughs> he's so, the you. <laughs> it's so funny because I've been listening to this show since before they did it in this current format. They never used to do it like this. Like, they would discuss the news but it never used to be a live show and it never used to be, uh, you know, how Mark goes on the internet, grabs all the news, and then Kevin's like, 
give it up for Mark, he's got the news. Like, he went out and (laughs) stole from other people's shit, even though he used to be a reporter. What'd you find on the internets? Yeah, basically, which is what what I do for this podcast. Yes. Um, So they stole my shtick, but that's okay. No, 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 it's fine. Um, Yeah, anyway. But no, that's. I'm glad you you listened to that. Yes, yes. Um, But yes, no script of ramblings. Getting back to what's up with Fred. Spider-Man Far From Home. Yes. Yes. I am definitely going to watch that. Thank you. It looks... Like you enjoyed that one. I enjoyed the movie quite a bit. Yes. Um, and I have a lot to say. Mm-hmm. 37 minutes to be exact of what, things to say about it. So <laughs> check it out. You can also see my non-spoiler, uh, my spoiler-free reaction, um, which is only six minutes long. Mm-hmm. If you just want to get my general thoughts on the yes. film without me ruining anything in case you haven't seen the movie yet. Yes. And if you're not sure if you should go, you should definitely go. Um, 100% go. 100% go. Um, let's see. I may or may not have a Fred Watch review coming out soon. I don't want to say in case it's, if it's not coming out. We'll I don't see, know. We'll, we'll see, we'll see. Possibly. So watch this space for that. Um, yes. Yes. And then the filming that we did on Wednesday. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That, that was amazing. What else is going on with you? Oh, I got to finally watch... <laughs> Fulia doing competent gamers on Friday. Oh my goodness. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, oh man. my incompetent gamers, so Foolish Fuji, this, the last couple of sessions I have been playing um, Murdered Soul Suspect, um, which is a horror based crime solving game um, that I've been playing on the PC. And as much as I love it, it scares the crap out of me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And it's so entertaining. So, what was your... Re- <laughs> I want your review oh, on my session oh, okay. from I'll be, last week. I'll be, I'll be brief. Um, <laughs> it was awesome and hilarious. And I was, I was like right there with you. Like every time she went up to exercise a demon, uh, execute a demon, I was just like, get him, get him, get him. Like I'm just cheer- sitting on my couch cheering her on. And then, you know, they're just hilarious watching her freak out. <laughs> She had to take a breather. I no, the poor no thing. joke, no joke. The poor thing. I was having a hard time trying to to execute one of the demons that I had to stop, take a breath, had to take a break. It was for very like a couple of minutes. It was very tense. It was so tense. Yeah. And then you got killed at one point too. Yeah, I did. I think that was the point where I was just like, all right, hold on, I'm gonna take a break for a couple of minutes and I'll be right back. Yeah. And I really needed it. Yeah, my God. <laughs> because the adrenaline in me, the adrenaline in me was just running so bad, yeah. like so high that I needed to calm down. Yeah. I mean, I I can talk all I want, but I you you had me playing that or you know any kind of horror based game, I'd be just as scared. <laughs> I don't like horror. I don't like playing horror based games. <laughs> no. Well, to be honest, this particular game, it's it's not really that like scary horrific it really no, isn't no it didn't seem to be it's no. just the, the part with the demons it's just, just the demons that make it scary yeah everything else is literally you just picking up clues finding hints um helping Talk, you know talking to ghosts and- talking to ghosts and you know humans well one particular human yes and then you've got and then you just got to try and solve your own murder yeah as as a ghost it's a cool story it's really it's a really amazing story um and that's why i wanted to play it but 
the thing that freaks me out is the demons yes. because they're like dementors. So go <laughs> on Facebook. There's a video of Fulia freaking out. Yeah. Go check it out. So I've cut together a little highlight video of the one section where I almost died as a ghost trying to execute a demon because I failed to execute that demon. And it's about three and a half minutes long. So just go on a Fred page on Facebook and have a look. It's pretty funny. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, yes. Other than that, Other so than I'll that. have Incompetent Gamers as usual this week. Yes. Um, back on Fridays. Um, what else have I got going on? Um, oh, I don't know. There's just, oh, I'll be working as usual. Um, we have, I'm, I'm going to continue working on the... Uh, video for Jeremy Baxter. Yes. That's what I've been editing this week. Yes. With Wayne. Yes. Uh, so that won't be out until uh, we're going to do a little thing later on um, to coincide with the Fringe Festival. Yes. Um, but you'll find out what it is yes. exactly later on. We will announce later. Yes. Um, I don't know. Like I'm going to be doing some more recordings with uh, Shenanigans. Um, so I've been sort of being, being the extra player with them and having some fun. And we played Mario Kart last time. So not Mario Kart, um, Mario Party last time, um, which was fun because I lost (laughs) majority of the time. (laughs) Um, but, uh, yeah, going up, going up to do some more recordings with them. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Great. Um, which is not really Fred related, but you know, shout out to shenanigans because they're a new new content-based YouTube channel. Yes, shout And they're out. my friends. Shout out to them. Yeah. Um, usual uh, Fred Watch reviews coming out. Um, I think mine came out last yes, week. it did. Yes. And I've forgotten the name of the film. <laughs> the Gruffalo. The Gruffalo, that's the one. <laughs> it's on stand, so you can go watch it. Yes. It's very short. Yeah, it's a short film. It's literally like 20 minutes. Yeah. So it's, Watch it, read Fulia's review. Yes, it's not very long. Leave a comment. Yes. Um, at the moment, with Fred, I think that's about it. Okay. Uh, yeah. I think that is about everything. That's it? Yeah. Yep. Great. All right. Fantastic. Awesome. That's, that's, that's it. That's a wrap. That's done. That, that was a podcast called Fred. Time for the Fred plug. It sure is. Uh, remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for future podcasts from Fred the Alien. Follow us on our SoundCloud or on iTunes. Fred the Alien merchandise, go to our website, www.fredthealienproductions.com and follow the link to our Red Bubble, where you can get... <laughs> Apparel, home decor, bags and stationery with their own unique Fred the Alien designs by our Tumblr team, Unibums, Incompetent Gamers, and, our, and featuring our live stage shows and more. That was a Fred plug. And that was the Fred plug. <laughs> I have been a Kendall Richardson. And I have been a Fulia Kantaramaja. And, and you've, you've just, just experienced, experienced a podcast, podcast called Fred. Thanks for listening. Thank you very much, people. Thank you, thank you. We appreciate you. We love you. Remember to eat beef. Remember to eat beef. <laughs> if you're feeling beefy. Sure. Why get, not? Get some beef. Do it. Yes. Love it. Do it now. Enjoy it. See you next time. See you next time. Bye-bye. And, and scene. scene.